better for you and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, the last thing parents should have to worry about is how to pay for it. This is a St. Jude moment. Calvin got diagnosed June 10th of 2018. He has rhabdomyosarcoma, sarcoma, a soft tissue cancer. One oncologist told us if it was my son, we'd go to St. Jude. And within 24 hours, we were on a plane headed here. It's hard to fathom what St. Jude has done for us. They've really given our family hope for the donors out there. It's just amazing. I never thought we would be in this place. And it's people like you that help us and help St. Jude provide for a family like ours. St. Jude is like the gold at the end of a rainbow. And we are so grateful and thankful for everything. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Oh, boy, that's a big loss. Blake Corum out for the season, running back for Michigan. 1,400 yards this season. He is out with a knee injury. Does that affect their possible national championship aspirations? (laughs) It's interesting to look at. Obviously, uh, Will Levis says he intends to enter the NFL draft. We'll decide soon if he plays in the bowl game or not. Mel Kuyper, ESPN Junior, has the Kentucky QB as the number two quarterback prospect right now. I saw him linked to the Saints if uh, Sean Payton goes, I guess, to the Chargers or whomever he's going right. to go to, and the Saints would get a first-round pick for his return. But, right. I, you know, I watched Will, and I was really high on him preseason. Um, I kind of took a step back on him. I'm almost in that, that camp now that you're looking for a guy that's not going to be so much stationary back there that has the ability to get out in the pocket. You have to. And, today's and game, Will doesn't have that That really. I'm and kind of the so same way, too. I'm, I'm more thinking if we're going to do a reset here at the Saints, you probably want somebody more in that mold of a of the you know Hayden Hooker type, but Hooker's coming off the knee injury, so right. I don't know. I, I tell you what, I mean, again, I like a, a Jane Daniels, somebody that can show me. <laughs> the, the, I mean, I really wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him. Anyway. And you know what's crazy about that, Gus, is that a couple of – beginning of the season against Florida State, you're right. looking at the guy saying, man, he's not going through his progressions. Right. You know, should we go to this back of a quarterback? But that's and why now I like he's him, right? Because like, you saw him progress by the week. You see toughness. Yeah. You see leadership. You see calm. The moment in too big in that Bama game, they scored, went right down and scored. Um, what's going to tell us a lot is what's happened Saturday. Yeah, it's going to tell us a lot. Not only because there's so much at stake for LSU to to kind of get themselves back in the prominence, but coming off that defeat that they had last week, it'll see how they respond. But everybody's going to be looking to Jaden to make the plays down the field, and if the line can hold up, which is going to be a task, it's going to become a Jaden Daniels win or loss. In case of emergency, break glass and bring in number one. I'm going to have that forever, by the way. That's pretty good. The graph at the end of the bleep this moment from Zion. (laughs) Block, steal, block, steal, dunk. I mean, a guy took over. One angry midget, thank you for calling the show. How are you? What a perfect segue, because I was calling to speak about the graph. People need to recognize, like, New Orleans has had some of these guys that have been, like, icons in radio. Have Lottie, Buddy Deliberto, Jim Henderson. The graph is on that level. He is going to be a New Orleans icon. His calls are amazing. They're funny. They're exciting. I feel the pain. I feel the excitement. I love listening to him call. So that was the first point I wanted to make, Doug. The second point, 
that 31-point lead that we watched whittle away. Right. How many times did we see leads whittle away last year? You remember, especially when we got to about the middle of the season, where we'd have a team that was down by 15 in the fourth, and next right. thing you know, we're down by four. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the old 12-2, 14-2 run where you're like, throw a chair or something. Somebody stop it. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I remember. Stand, run on the field, run on the court, something, anything. But what you're seeing now is you're seeing, like with a lot of NBA teams, as they progress, they start to mature, and those leads, they start to slip. But the NBA is a game of runs. They go on a run, and then they recapture the lead and they hold it forever. And so you're seeing this team mature. We saw it a little bit last year towards the end of the season, and now you're really seeing it. They're beating the teams that they should be beating. They're competing with the teams that are on their level. And you saw a team last night that absolutely throttled a very good defensive team without two of the main pieces. And then you could throw in Najee as a guy coming off the bench, which was absolutely impressive. That was a point two. Point three is the best thing. Dyson Daniels. This kid is 19 years old, and you can't speed him up. And everybody's talking about, you know, his defense, which his defense is well beyond where he should be. But the thing I wanted to point out, he had one turnover and nine assists. That's what we thought we were getting with Monty. All of his shot selections have been smart shot selections. They might not have gone in, but they've been very smart shot, shot selections. He's never taken just a ridiculously stupid shot. He protects the ball. He distributes the ball beautifully. He's just getting to the point to where he's learning where people want the ball. And he's doing it with no minutes, Gus. He's not getting minutes. Imagine what he's going to look at like towards the end of this season and the beginning of year two. Uh, I'm with you. I completely agree. I, I want to do one quick thing, General Dean. You can comment on that, yeah. though. But um, I just want to double-check that you said what you said here, what Angry mentioned about the graph here. So so this is iconic right Zion here. Zion ripped it down. His sixth board. Now splits three defenders, drives in, lay it in! Big Z! Take them all on! Yeah, I like that one and then this one. In case of emergency, break glass and bring in number one. I just, I don't know if anyone will ever say that again, so I want to record on this. So once, once again, one angry major, you're, you're calling him a New Orleans icon. As, 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 as iconic as Dante Stallpepper. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. One angry minute, I got I got a question for you. So I, I'm in that same camp with you that I feel that Dyson needs more minutes and more playing time. And I also feel like this roster, even though we do have a lot of depth, and I mean it's 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 pretty significant. We can hit you from a different a lot of different angles. But I do feel as the season goes on, and especially when you start getting into playoff situation, the rotations are going to have to get much tighter. With that being said. Dyson gives you so much more than some of our guys that are getting extended minutes. Tell me, what do you think right now would you see as your your top eight rotation? Well, first and foremost, I would defer to Willie because I think Willie has done a masterful job with this roster management-wise as far as delivering minutes, particularly since when you saw last year. I think he's tinkered a little bit this year to kind of experiment, which is expected. But if you look at last year, he really maximized what he had, the ingredients that he had. But, I mean, obviously, you, you got Zion, you got B.I., you have Valanciunas, who does great starting the game and can play against the big, uh, and then you bring in Nance uh, when the floor is stretched and when you need somebody that can jump out to the perimeter. Uh, obviously, you have Herb, which is my favorite player on the team. Um, and then you, you got Trey, I mean, you got Jose. And then that's when it starts to get interesting, right? So... I think he's seven or eight right now, to be honest with you, because of what he can bring. But I also think that bringing him along slowly so that the game can come to him is not a bad idea. But at night, like, he doesn't get rushed. Like, he doesn't. But the thing is, he is 19, but he's a lot further along as a pro than many people coming into the leagues are at because he played internationally as a pro. He played in the G League, which has a lot of guys that are bouncing back and forth between the NBA and the G League. So he's a guy that that is a little bit further along, 
And I think he has that mindset when he gets in the court. I'm just going to play my game, which is easier said than done. And I think you make an gr- excellent point on the fact that he doesn't get sped up on the offensive end. And you see him go to the goal and make good decisions. Um, I, I, I've, I've been thoroughly impressed, but I think that there's a guy, and, and, and I almost equate it to the Trey Murphy thing. Last year at, th- at, at Valentine's Day, Trey Murphy couldn't get on the court, and we were up by 30 against Portland. And then all of a sudden... The light bulb got on, and then Willie started playing a little bit more, and then he was a guy that was closing out ball games, which is fantastic. And I'd love to see Dyson start doing it more, and I think he's earned Willie's respect, but I do think he, he he's requiring to get more minutes because he's only going to be that much further along as his body becomes more of a grown man. He gets in the weight room, and he starts absorbing some of that contact that right now he's, you know, he's maybe not finishing the way he would like to on some of those ones that he's, he's sprinting into the basket. Um, but overall, his his play is well beyond his years. Dyson, by the way, nine of eighteen from threes—that's fifty percent. So I did the math. Yeah, yeah. no, well, he's, he's bad. It, it, it's his mentality too. And if you, my favorite player, Herb, Herb's mentality on that basketball court is ruthless. And I'm looking at—he's got dog in him. And I, I'm looking at Dyson. And I'm like, man, Dyson's got dog in him. A lot of dog in him. You don't see him get over-emotional. He carries the same face. He makes the reads. If those two on the court together is going to be a defensive nightmare. What was it? it, It's been Ja, right? Luka Doncic, Ja, and Levine, I think, are three guys that he's blocked, right? At the rim? Yeah. I mean, stolen the ball or or, or blocked at the rim. I mean, that's... It's well, pretty incredible. And his length is, I mean, you watch him up close. You know, I've been in the last couple of games, and I, and I got like a little small ticket package. But it, the thing that's been impressive about him is his size, and he utilizes his size. Some guys don't play to their size. Right. He absolutely uses every inch he's got, and he's contesting balls. But the thing that's been so great, and he almost hit a triple-double last night, right. is his rebounding. He sees the game, and, and, and you know like how we talked about Trey talking about the game was he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off a year ago? You don't see that at all with Dyson. He's seen no. one and two plays ahead. Again, he played 31 so minutes. He played 31 minutes. And belonged and almost had a triple-double. Yeah. I mean, almost a triple-double. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. <sighs> this team, it's this team's... a great future for our Pelicans. It's awesome. Yeah. No, man, I'm with you. One in Grimmage, thank you for the phone call, man. Thanks, man. There he goes. Yeah, and along along those lines, man, so I'm saying it, it is it is special, it is different, because... There are other young players on this roster, other young players in the league that you watch, and it's hard for them. Like you, well, you can just see it, just making the right play, and and, it's, and that's what I love about the calmness that you saw with Z and and everyone else too. It's like you said it early; they're not forcing it. It's just no. it's happening in front of you. You're reading the room, you're reading the floor, you're understanding the moments of the game. Those are very mature things. And here's the thing that that makes me excited. They hadn't done anything yet. Right. They hadn't been in really big games yet. And you know this because we've talked about this. In the NBA, it's a step process. They're going to have to get into the postseason as yep. a favorite, as a second rounder, lose, mm-hmm. feel heartache, get back to it. Do you get more? I mean, like, you just, you can't coach those moments. That's what was so impressive last year about them winning those two play-in games. You had players that hadn't ever done that. Yet, they were built for that moment. They were ready for it. That Sun Series, that's the number one seed, and they absolutely didn't back down from them. So they inherently inside of them have something you can't coach. You either have it or you don't. Well, you look at it from the standpoint of a team as a reflection of its coach. Yeah. And that's where I think we're missing in the Saints organization right now. Willie, he's got that team wrapped Dude. around his hand, and they're buying in. He tells, go this way, they're going. They're going to so hear most of Zion's out. bites. Yeah. Specifically talking about how Absolutely. coach tells him this, and, and he re- he respects Willie Green so much. And that you said something a little bit ago about the national media and the perception he doesn't want to play here, doesn't want to play for Willie. No, they couldn't be further from the truth. That he respects him, and it, it you know what? Sometimes it's the right marriage, it's the right fit. Yeah, he's the perfect coach for where Zion was a year ago and where he is now. I'll play before the end of the show. And Brandon Ingram, don't forget that his his yeah yeah. Exactly right. He's the same. His um, his temperament fits those guys' personalities to a He tape. talked about the tattoo he got on his back. And you can hear, look, he had some mental struggles last year and, I, and growth. I said I said and, that as and, well, yeah. man. The guy, 
has I overcome him. a lot. I, I, he was yeah. the he was the end all be all to basketball yeah. and gets a major setback and mentally he's yeah. like that his whole world revolved around basketball. Right. And then he's getting shots at all these from every angle. Yeah. And he's feeling like everybody's attacking him. He was the right person at the right time. And I've said this yeah. before, Gus. Everybody during during COVID gained weight, and he gained it as well and didn't get an opportunity to get it off. But you look at him now, oh. and he's a one-man wrecking crew. He is. That's General D. I'm Gus. We're live at Francesca by Katie's Deli and Pizzeria. Up next, Lee Sterling on ESPN New Orleans. I did my best to know this. The deputies of the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office remind you to designate a driver if you plan to drink this holiday season. By driving impaired, you endanger others as well as yourself. Designate a driver anytime you plan to drink. Have a safe and happy holiday season. From the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office. Even with the convenience of Uber and Lyft, King-size accidents can happen in a rideshare. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced in handling rideshare accidents and will fight for a king-size recovery for your injuries. Get the royal treatment you deserve at the King Firm. At the King Firm, we treat every client like royalty. If you've been injured in a rideshare crash, ring the King at 909-KING. LA20-11132. At Bank Plus, local means more than a location. It means working with bankers who know and support your community. It means customer-first service you can count on, day in and day out. More branches, more banking options, more technology. At Bank Plus, we're with you whenever, wherever you need us. Because local is a commitment, and it's our promise to you. Bank Plus, it's more than a name, it's a promise. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Hard to believe we have turned the month to the month of December. Lee Sterling, that means the games matter. College football games matter. That's conference games. NFL games matter. As um, we start getting down to the nitty-gritty. Sir, how are you today? I'm good. I can't complain. Um halfway back to my fighting weight after uh, Thanksgiving, so uh, tough tough to turn away when you got nine different pies <laughs> sitting in front of you. <laughs> I still have a bowl of gumbo, or I say bowl, it's like three or four, you know, that's sitting there. i, I got to make a decision, do I still eat it or do I freeze it by now? You know, it's just sitting in the how, freezer. How, how long does gumbo stay? I always thought, because I eat gumbo a lot, how often, yeah. how long does it stay good for Normally, you would probably freeze it by now, I think, which is yeah, fine. Then you unthaw it, and it's still good to go. But anyway, um, I'm with you, dude. I, uh, I've i been on the cardio machine heavily this week, <laughs> sir. Um, it's kind of a big Saturday here in Uptown New Orleans. Yeah. Tulane, UCF, you have the green wave as three-and-a-half-point favorites here. It, I, I guess, do we start with how hard is it for a team to come back and beat another team two, three weeks apart? Oh, it's it's tough. It's really tough. And um, I did though make a couple notes. Uh, I had three notes during that game when I was watching that game. I'm like, Tulane can't stop the run. Tulane can't stop the run. Tulane can't stop the run. I think, given the extra time, I think they're going to make some adjustments. So I, I was shocked that they didn't make more in-game adjustments. Uh, Central Florida quarterback, you know, uh, could be hurt. And not play, and that could be a big deal. So, um, you know, he just—it's it's tough to play a quarterback in college football uh, that presents that dual threat to you. And I just think that this this Tulane team's getting better the last couple weeks, and uh, I, I just think that they're not going to let this opportunity slip by them. I like Tulane here. I think they win and cover here. 
31-21. Oh, Lee Sterling's got some new fans, Wave fans like that. Georgia and LSU's the SEC championship game. The number keeps going up. You have it at 18 yeah. for the Bulldogs. If, if Jaden Daniels isn't healthy or even doesn't play, I, I think he's going to give it a go. But man, that, that's a tough. It's I don't know what 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 is Georgia's weakness. Start there. That's funny you said that. They really have no weakness. They're they're pretty good in a lot of areas and great in some areas, but they really have no weakness. So that's that's the problem playing them. How do you attack them? And and if your quarterback is 75, 80%, I think they're up against it. So they're going to have a really tough time here. And some people will say, "Oh, well, you know, maybe they were LSU overlooking uh Texas A&M last week." Well, they were overlooking them they got whipped up front. And Georgia, if you think A&M is good up front, Georgia's at a different level here. I just think that they're so used to playing there, Georgia, playing in the stadium here. They're focused. I don't think they're going to let up like they did last year against Alabama. I like Georgia big, 42-16. Yikes. Um, <laughs> yep. Look, it is what it is. I But I still think it's yep. a successful season, no doubt. Uh, San Francisco yeah, and Miami it, 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 here. Go ahead. Did you expect in your wildest no. imagination no. to be in this game? Okay. Lee, right. I don't know if I told you the Thursday after the Florida State game, but there were absolutely a large contingent of LSU fans that wanted Brian Kelly bought out, Jane Daniels uh, benched at halftime. Isn't that crazy? Hey, <laughs> I, I'm hearing that they had a bunch of guys who were thinking about hitting the transfer portal. That's un- that well, game. Well, the receivers... Took themselves off yeah. of social media. Had two player only right. meetings in back to back weeks. Look, it 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 is now ahead of schedule. So let's see what happens. Uh, we're calling yeah. it a fish fry here. We would love to see a fish fry. Miami and San Francisco. We have a uh, a Miami Dolphins super fan who calls every single day. Laughs at us. Loves to. Uh, I know they're mammals. We're still going to call it a fish fry. Do the Forty ers give up a point in the second half? This one, they're three and a half point favorites. I, I think they will. You know, everyone's talking about how does San Francisco defend Tua Hill and Waddle. Well, maybe as big of a question mark is how is Miami's defense going to, uh, you know, try to lock down on wide receiver Debo Samuel, who is a huge threat running and catching the football. They've not faced anyone like him. They haven't faced a tight end like George Kittle with that rare skill set at that position. And then Miami also really depleted left tackle. You know Armstead. He, I mean, from him playing in New Orleans, it looks like he will not be able to give it a go. So Nick Bosa. I mean, the Dolphins, when Armstead went out, they gave up four sacks in the first half, and they didn't even throw much in the second half, gave up another two. Nick Bosa could have a field day here. I just think San Francisco's too tough up front. I'm going to ride with the 49ers against my Dolphins, 31-24. Pittsburgh and Atlanta for the Saints. It's simple. You got three of the next five opponents, division opponents. I don't know if 710 wins it for you. That's what I think they could possibly do, but you got to beat the division teams. And we'll get to the Bucks game in a second. But man, Pittsburgh, I'm seeing Kenny Pickett starting to kind of grow before your eyes here, huh? In Atlanta, no pits. Yeah, he's making some plays. And most importantly, he's not making the dumb mistakes. You see a lot of rookie quarterback to make. So uh, he also has that dimension being able to run the football. And their line, which was horrible last year, I thought bottom three in the NFL, they're okay, middling somewhere uh, when they play well. So I think they're going to be able to run the ball here some against Atlanta, and that'll open things up for the passing game. Wrong team favorite, Pittsburgh outright 24-21. I like that. That's good news for your New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Now, can they go a little away from you and go to Tampa and win on Monday Night Football? Now, Lee, I don't know if this makes any difference for you. Tampa's three-and-a-half-point favorite, but today at practice, Pete Werner was back, and also they're wearing black helmets on Monday night. What about that? <laughs> uh, did, 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 was that the original color? Didn't they wear that for, like, one exhibition game <laughs> in, like, 67? Am I correct? I don't. I went around and the black helmet. Look, all I know is you got to get your crack staff to do some research there. I'm I'm pretty good as far as memory is concerned. I think that's the first time they wore the black helmets, and I think they the owner wore them without the permission of the NFL. So there you go. um, I like I like the renegade uh, uh, whole attitude here. First game, 
Jameis Winston, three bad interceptions. And Tampa Bay won the game 20-10, to 10, but they only had 13 first downs. Problem for the Saints is they move nice between the 20s, but uh, fewest takeaways on defense, number four most penalties, but there is one saving grace. Dogs of three or more in our division here, 12-0 and are the Saints. They moved to 13-0. and Saints get it done here. Whoa. Another wrong team favored. Saints outright 26-20. Oh, my gosh. That means they would go into the bye with hope. A little bit of hope, Lee Sterling. <laughs> By the way, the truth, Eric, the man Asher, saying you are 100% correct about the, the, the black helmets. So there you go. Good job, Lee. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not an almanac like that. I'm a that. man of throwbacks. I've got, I've got all the throwback helmets, uh, mini helmets sitting behind me. Just got into it since, you know, the Dolphins came in okay. at 66 and started watching games. So I'm all about uh, the history. wasn't very good history for our Saints and Dolphins <laughs> first couple of years. But no. some, some fun, fun, fun things like Flipper, you know, being, being in the end zone for the Dolphins <laughs> and the fact they wore those black helmets without the NFL's permission. Sounds good. How can folks get the free game, sir? That is Troy, eight-and-a-half-point favorites against Coastal Carolina. It's an interesting game here. Troy playing some pretty incredible defense uh, and turning things around there. They want to get that game. Does Troy cover the almost two-touchdown spread here? Just call 800-400-9741. Give you that game for free, 800-400-9741. And what a run it's been, Gus. 13 out of 16 weeks we've won here, and we're hitting on our big games, our 45 to 50 unit plays. We're 5-1 and one on the year. Double down December. Everything in December. College football and the NFL. Just two ninety seven, one place. ParamountSports.com. It'll be interesting if we talk again next week, sir, if the top four teams in the college football playoff rankings are the same as well. So looking forward to next week. You too, buddy. Take care. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Take a quick break. When we come back, we'll open up the phone lines to you. Uh, in a segment, because up next is Eric Alexander. We will talk to him. He is a national champ. He's a world champ. He's a tie. What chance did they got off Saturday? He'll tell us next on ESPN New Orleans. Close your eyes. Clear your heart. Lakeview Massage and Therapy is a must for recovery, getting rid of pesky pain, or to simply relax. It's part of Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic and Wellness, so this isn't a neon sign place. They have specialists performing work geared specifically to you. Rejuvenate with a 60, 90, or 120-minute session of Himalayan salt stone, injury and recovery, lymphatic detox, pre- and postnatal, post-mastectomy movement, traditional therapeutic massages, and ashiatsu. I've had that. You want to try it. Trust me. LakeviewMassageandTherapy.com for info where recovery meets relaxation. Miss Black Friday? Dell Cyber Monday event starts now with deals on powerful tech to power every passion. The savings start now with up to $500 off select sleek XPS laptops and Alienware PCs powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Don't forget special pricing on the latest monitors, docks, and accessories, plus free shipping on everything and monthly payment options with Dell Preferred Account. Just call 877-AX-DELL for Cyber Monday deals. That's 877-AX-DELL. Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Steve is intrigued by the paranormal. Otherworldly spirits really make a house a home, you know? Janice has different taste. I'd like my house to not be haunted. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy and they could save even more. In the end, Steve and Janice found a renovated Victorian that's only haunted from 9 to 5. Okay, wife's home. Y'all gotta bounce. Bye, Steve. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. Think you're dealing with drug poisoning, chemical poisoning, food poisoning? Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Give a follow to Eric Alexander at EA underscore LSU Tiger. Won an Addy with the Tigers back in the day and also a world championship with your New England Patriots. Eric, good afternoon. Happy December, sir. Can you believe we're in the month of December? I cannot, man. This year has flown by. How are you doing today? <laughs> doing well, man. I got a l- little bit of a, 
I would say anxiety, but I just I just realized uh, T minus what twenty four days till Christmas. So <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. This, How you doing this, on the Christmas shop? We're we're doing good. We're doing good. Um, especially by this weekend, we'll find out. <laughs> just, man, we're in December. Man, could the Tigers perhaps get a gift on Saturday? I want to ask you about that in a bit. But let's just kind of go back to last Saturday, man. We what, what happened? Why why did LSU play like that? Do we do we really have to go there? Just uh, briefly, just from a uh, player's perspective, because you know I can speculate, fans can speculate. You've been in a locker room and on teams where sometimes you got it, sometimes you don't. As Brian Kelly said, he just for whatever reason it, they didn't play their best. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, in, in any in any game, especially a game that you play on the road against. Arrival. You you certainly have to come and at least at the very least be able to match the other team's intensity. Um, I felt like LSU just did not weren't able. They weren't not enough players were able to get up and match A and M's intensity. They had more guys that were amped up and 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 ready to play than LSU did. That, and that's that's just plain and simple how it went. Now. That's not, I'm not trying to speak for every single player on LSU that played on Saturday because they had some guys that were playing really well, and, and you could see that. But as a whole, as an entire group, uh, the Aggies had – it seemed like they had more to play for. They they, they, they wanted it. I mean, I, I, I hate cliches, but it seemed like they literally wanted it, wanted that game more. And it could just you could just tell by the attitudes and – uh, that, that you kind of just saw in body language. I mean, you know, when, when you know, uh, things that, you know, when I was in New England, we one, one of the things that we wanted to always have, no matter the outcome of the game, was we wanted a tough physical football team. And how do you, um, and how do you define if, if you are a tough physical football game, the number one determ- determine, uh, the number one thing is, can you stop the run? Uh, defensively, and can you run the ball offensively? Uh, we couldn't. We especially the first half, we could not set an edge or tackle or stop their running game. I told you the week before when we spoke last week, Devon A. Chain was somebody that we were going to have to watch out for. I felt like, you know, he was picking up four and five, six yards every carry, and it just put, you know, and and, and it was it allowed them offensively to stay on schedule where they had, you know, third and four, third and three, and they were easily picking up, um, you know, third downs. I want to say their third down percentage, yeah. you know, was close to 70%, 75% or somewhere like that. So we couldn't get off the field on defense on third down, and, and then we couldn't pick up third downs when we were on offense. So, I mean, like I said, I, I just think that our, literally, our, you know, not enough people had the right, were in the right frame of mind. Right. Uh, to, to, to win that ball game. It's an interesting way you put it too because, you know, when I was talking to Marlon Favorite earlier this week, he's like, look, it, it wasn't like you didn't know what was coming. They were just running the football. And you being a defensive player, you do sort of have to have a different mindset when you know, here's the run, here's the run, there's the run. It's why sometimes these uh, academy teams are so hard to play, right? Because they're not going to throw the football once. They're going to go for it on fourth down. Like, you have to have a different mindset as a defensive player and know it's it's going to be extremely physical. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I mean, you know, we are football players, and, you know, we we want to say that we're, we're tough, but sometimes you have to force yourself to go out there and do it. Like, you have to will yourself to do it a lot, you know, sometimes. Because it's not always easy. Uh, it's not always nice weather. It's not, you know, you're not always comfortable. And um, and, and, and it's, it's tough and, and, and it's hard. Uh, and like I said, it just not enough players came ready to play with the, with the right intensity and, and to, to win, to beat your rivals in Texas A&M or to win any game for that matter. Um, you all have to be on the same same game plan, same page, same game plan. You got to have more guys ready to play at high intensity. Along those lines, as we move forward to Saturday, Eric, it's kind of something that I know Chef Scotty brought up here earlier today when he when he showed up. 
you know, for Georgia, they know they probably can lose and they're in, right? And for the Tigers, hey, this this is yeah, you don't know if some of these guys are going to play in the bowl game. What does it matter? I mean, you have a, a ton of eyes on you. As Matt Muscona has been putting out on his show, it's only the seventh appearance. You know, you don't get here very often, so an SEC championship would look mighty pretty. You know, for a lot of these players. So, could this be a situation where maybe the Tigers and their intensity can kind of shorten the gap talent-wise? Because I think Georgia's just—they're big, man. They're big, fast, strong everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind that Georgia probably has the the most talented team. Um, but I, you know, but I will say this: I look back to a lot of people probably would say that Alabama had a more talented team. So, uh, you know, I I think that we have the personnel. Now we're not very deep, but what we have, the the players, the skilled players that we have, we are capable of beating Georgia now literally almost everything has to, to go right and, and you know we, we you know we, we can't you know make mistakes in a kicking game um, you know we, we have to be able we would have to be able to capitalize on big plays um, depending on uh, the health of our quarterback uh, he's going to probably not be as mobile on Saturday so he's going to have to make some plays with his arm is he the same quarterback if he can't run around we'll find out on Saturday um so I mean I I, I think the opportunity we're playing in the game so obviously we have an opportunity we have the opportunity to go out there and and, and upset Georgia um but again we have to have everybody believing that we could do it as well Hey Eric, Scott Craig here. How are you, man? Hey, you know, man, I want to ask you something. You got to you got to dig down real deep. About twenty five years ago, during the Super Bowl, the uh, the Packers and the uh, Patriots Super Bowl, I met you at my bar, Parkway Tavern on Canal Boulevard. Way back, man, you were there. It was when you were with the Cardinals. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Anyway, um, I just think. This game against Texas A&M, um, they, I think they were like three plays away from that game being a different game. And, you know, one of them was not handing the ball off to John Emery. You know, he could have taken that to the house. And I just think, you know, this team can play with Georgia if they play their best. And Jaden Daniels is healthy. You know, and the receivers need to get open. I, I, in this past game, the receivers were not getting open, unlike previous games where it was Jaden not seeing them. Now they're not getting open, and I, I just really think that that this that they they can hang in this game if they play a tough game. And I think you know Georgia may not have as much to play for as they could have had they been ranked number two. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. Um, we, like I said, like I had mentioned before, yeah, LSU certainly, we have the talent. We, we have the playmakers to be able to be competitive and, and at the end hope to have a chance, chance to win. But we can't be tentative in our play calling on offense. We have to be able to create situations where we can have big plays. Receivers are going to have to 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 get open. And, and Jaden is is going to have to not be gun shy and, and release the ball and give him a chance to catch it. You know, I mean, we, like I said, we we don't really have anything to lose. You know, if somebody would have told me before this season started that a first year coach with thirty nine scholarship players we would be nine and three at the end of the year, I would have, I would, I would, I would, I would have taken it, you know, as fast yeah. as I could. So yeah. now we have an opportunity that we would have never even imagined before the season started. So I just say just go out there and 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 just let all let all let it all hang out, man. Just do what we can do to 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 make some big plays and 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 try to win this thing. Eric, finally, man, let's wrap up with obviously what this game means to you personally. You have a pretty good idea and understanding of what it's like to take on Georgia. You led the team in tackles, right, back in 2003, sack and a half over the win against the Georgia Bulldogs in the SEC championship game. Why is this game so special and so big, and what do you remember about that night, man? 
Well, I mean, it was the second time that we played Georgia that year, and I, I, I want to say we were probably still, uh, you know, it was evenly, I guess, evenly matched game at that point. Um, you know, conference pride. You know, I, I, I think next to the next to the national championship is is probably the the next best thing is being an SEC championship, and we and I got to do that twice uh, while playing for the Tigers. Um, so I, I think it means it, it means a lot. I mean, I think it means a lot, it would mean a lot to this team and Brian Kelly in his first year as the head coach at LSU. To you know, it means a lot just to have the opportunity to play for an SEC championship game, but to win it would be would be even greater. Um, so uh, it, it's in front of them. They have they have a chance. They have an opportunity. They just got to go out there and play. Uh, you know, they can't be timid and got to play the best they can and try to open up the offense a little bit. There he is. Eric Alexander, as always, man, appreciate the time. Uh, we'll chat again next week, especially after all of the different conference title games that are going on. If you'd like to go through them with me real quick, just tell me who you think is going to win in these other games. Sir, Utah-USC tomorrow night. I think you, uh, USC's offense is, is too good. They'll they'll probably just over overpower uh utah i know they got a good defense but i think i think uh their offense is way too good kansas state and tcu it's gonna be this is an interesting matchup i I really love uh i really love deuce that they're running back over at kansas state but i i i mean i gotta give the nod to tcu i I, it's it's tough though because i want to go k-state but i go i want to i'm gonna go tcu Purdue and Michigan got a whole lot interesting more because, um, was it Blake, uh, Corum? He's out. Knee injury. His season's done. 1,400 yards, 18 TDs gone off the board there for the Wolverines. Yeah, but I, but, but they, but I, I wouldn't expect, uh, I wouldn't expect them to, to, to let their foot off the gas in this one. I think they, uh, I think they roll against Purdue. Clemson, North Carolina for the ACC title. I, I think Clemson's kind of reeling right now, man. I like yeah. North Carolina in that one. I mean, uh, their quarterback May is is really good. He's a Heisman candidate. Uh, yeah. I, I think they I think they have a chance, especially how Clemson's been playing the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Drake May, thirty eight hundred yards, fellas, thirty five TDs as well. And finally, the Green Wave in UCF. How hard is it to beat a team twice in the short amount of time that UCF would have to do here? Come on, roll wave, baby. Roll wave. Let's go. Have you ever heard a tiger say that? I don't, I don't know. You, you might have just given a lot of Tulane fans a, a little heart attack there, Eric, but I, I hear you, man. It would be fantastic to see them win that, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, it's going to be jumping at you, man. Uh, I, this, this, I'm, I'm excited. I might go tailgate. There you go. Oh, there it is. After, after, after the World Cup. After the World Cup. Speaking of the games going on right now, going bananas. My Twitter feed's going nuts. I got to go check out and see what's going on on the World Cup. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it, buddy. You're welcome. Take care. Yep. Go give him a follow over on Twitter at EA underscore LSU Tiger. When we come back, final segment with Chef Scotty. Looking forward to it. And uh, you're not. Look, I don't even have a headset for you. I don't even have an extra headset. I don't even want to talk to him. Don't even know. Because after this weekend, you're going to owe me $100. Oh, it's. Do we talk to him about a fish fry? Do we talk uh, to him? Losses. Do we talk to him about a fish fry? It's a sports hangover at ESPN New Orleans. Fashion can be classic. Or fashion can be astonishing. Today, we're going to talk about things that are astonishing. Imagine a pear-shaped diamond dangling on the end of a chain. And that pear-shaped diamond is connected to a double-pointed marquee-shaped diamond. And the marquee diamond is connected to an oval diamond. And the oval diamond is connected to a perfectly square princess-cut diamond. And they're connected at very interesting angles to each other. We call it the Astonishing Diamond Pendant because Astonishing is my middle name. Robert, I know for a fact that your middle name is not Astonishing. Well, it should be. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is full of astonishing diamond jewelry. Just walk in the door and say to one of our associates, Show me something astonishing for. And then tell them how much you'd like to spend. The adventure begins when you walk in the door. And our associate says to you, 
Welcome to Ramsey's. One, two, three, go to Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers on Veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. It's the big finish sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler. Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. In a must-win scenario, Costa Rica and Germany... Costa Rica had been up, I think, 2-1. Now it's 3-2 Germany. Wow. Winner moves on. All kinds of upsets. We go to Mexico is out. Man. Belgium, um, they're out. Japan and Spain are playing here as well. Uh, Morocco winning. The you group. know who's still in it? The USA. The USA. What do you like? What I heard you there's like, no uh, players from Miami on that uh-oh. team. Uh-oh. Von Miller. ER, IR. He is out. Is that why you're grinning over here? What, what are you pointing at? Like you did something. What? They still ain't stopping the bills. We you know what? Even though you're in person, you're still getting a time limit. I'm not getting no time you're limit. You're getting a time limit. I have Dude, my, now I need my, to cut his time. I, well, he already did. I got Dolphin fans calling me say, hey, why he's cutting the time? I said, they just mad. How oh, many man. Dolphin fans live in this city? A lot. Zero. A lot. Zero a Dolphin lot. fans a live lot. in this city. God, all you freaking bums that don't need to pull for the Saints. <laughs> exactly. Excuse yeah. me. How can you live in a city and not pull for your home? There it is. How can you be born in a city and not pull for your Two home? Two minutes and 27 seconds. Go. Come on, man. Stop. I'm going to interrupt. I'm here. I'm here in person. Stop. Tell you how much we're paying attention to. Chef Scotty just opened his phone, and I'm going to do some Amazon. (laughs) I'm going to play Amazon shopping here. Because, Very you know, rarely that I Rico can actually Tubbs just take a break there in the show. Go ahead, start oh, calling man. Rico. It got Tubbs. until the music ends. I, I'm gonna Come look on. on Amazon real quick. Hey, y'all need to stop. Come on, man. I got a kid's Come birthday on, on Saturday. Rico Tubbs. <laughs> so we're gonna go 13 and 4. So, do you make cookies? So, <laughs> you make cookies? I, do make I don't know. So, are y'all for Carver's so birthday? Are you a golf oh, don't mind us. We're just talking <laughs> nah, about my no, son's birthday no, party. I make on, I <laughs> dolphin cookies. Dolphin cookies. <laughs> dolphin cookies. How about cookies in the shape no, of a dolphin? No, y'all don't do that. 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 Don't Another one. Which one? Dol- no, it's Dolphins and 49ers. Dude, I just want my hundy when you lose five games. You know what? Here's the thing. I don't trust Jimmy G. That's the thing. I don't think Jimmy G's a good quarterback. I want him on our team. To no, is- you don't. No, you don't. Dude, I the say- Saints play great, no, I, give- I-, I guarantee no, you. Don't. You don't I want guarantee- Jimmy G. Hey, I guarantee you two of those for over 300 yards and four touchdowns this game. Who? <sighs> Two of those over four, 300 yards and four touchdowns this game. Man, that's a good defense, Roy. Okay, let's, defense. let's think it's about the defense. Okay, let's think about the defense they, they played against. I mean, they, played, they shut the Saints down. They, <laughs> they scored only 13 <laughs> points against the Saints. 13. 13 and nothing. Yeah. The Saints played, but, the but Saints they lost, played well. But they lost 11 to 10 to Denver. Uh huh. They lost to the Falcons. Well, I mean, Denver is a very high powered offense. They lost to they the Falcons. Mile high. They lost to the Bears. The Falcons, um, you never know where they could be running the football. But who, right remember, match. I was going to buy him that plaque. But who, I'm really who, who glad did I they, did. Who did they beat? They beat the Saints. Who did y'all beat? I mean, let's look at the Rams. Yeah, look who we beat. Yeah, let's look Baltimore, at the, who do Baltimore. Buffalo. Yeah. Who do you think you're the, the Patriots? Cleveland. You might lose three out of the last five. Nah. Do, do you do chocolate covered strawberries? Nah. <laughs> no. I, I can get him with THC in them too. The only <laughs> well, not for the kid's birthday party. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> no, I mean for Roy, I mean for the Mrs. Birthday. We're going thirteen and four. We might lose the Buffalo. We might, but not that. I'm going to give you Crockett's theme. Once Crockett's theme, but not that. But not that. Not that Von Miller's not playing against us. We might go fourteen and three. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. Who's winning Monday night? How can you go 14 and 3? You Saints already got four losses. Saints and Bucks. Come on, give me something. Oh, good. Tamp- Tampa's winning. Oh, that come you on. Four losses. Four, Why? Why? You they started one and three. Like I told you. You got long, four losses. And long, and long as Dennis Allen has a clipboard in his hand. <laughs> Leave Dennis Allen alone, man. As long as he has a clipboard in his hand. It ain't Dennis Allen's you know, fault. This ain't Dennis Allen's fault. I'm telling you. 
You he's, got, got, he's got to make some tough decisions. That, you know, that's all I want to say about that. He's just, it's not Dennis the Allen's, fault. He's, he's, he's a good coach. He, he's, he's imitating the coach right now. That's what he's doing. Miami is 8-3. and 8-3. and three. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Eight and three, gonna be nine and three. Okay. Then they, then we gonna have three straight prime time games. Oh. We got prime time games. What do you mean prime time games? We gotta watch your team. Yes. Oh, oh no. yes. Excitement. We'll start calling him. Oh. Excitement. Oh. Excitement. Excitement. Oh. Get might... your popcorn ready. Yeah. All right. Get well, it ready. You better be ready too, cause we gotta get the charges. Start prime time. Prime time, Marino. Prime time. Oh, no. Don't encourage him like Prime that. Time. Don't the encourage him games, like that. Because we're the most excited office in the league right now. People want to watch us. People want to watch us. <laughs> These three games going to tell you if two of It is going to be so satisfying. Nobody wants to watch the It's going to be so satisfying to watch them lose their first playoff game. It's going to be so satisfying. We'll have a bye. Nobody wants that's to fine. watch the The first Dolphins. game you play, you're losing. It's going to be at home. I don't care. We lost losing. one game at home. You're losing. I mean, the game we lost at home, two of them play. Doesn't matter. <laughs> two of them play. They're the going to lose. Two was out. They're going to lose. You know the worst part about it? Once this football season's over with, you know who he roots for on a basketball court? The team that's 14-1 and one in the last 15. Boston Celtics. And it's not going to end. It's not going to end. Boston Celtics. At least it's not in the Western Conference. <laughs> you know? Damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but you do like the Pels. Yeah, I like the Pels. Yeah. I think like the they're Pels. good. I think like you're the Pels. not be a Saints they, fan. They, 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 they might finish. Pels might finish either the second or third seed. I give them the second or third seed. I okay. give them the second or third seed. And to say what Zion did in the 100 games and he missed a year. It's incredible. He missed a year. He missed a year. He missed a whole year. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure man, out how man. you go in the paint <laughs> over 20 on, times man. and you only been to the line one time. One time, one time baby. One time. <laughs> Roy's becoming a friend all of a sudden because <laughs> because he felt the pain from a couple of games. Oh, ago. one time! Oh my goodness! One time! Bro, it really is unbelievable. It really it's, is. It's, it's dude. He, was that different though? Yesterday, like that looked like Tatum. That, that's what they do, right? Like superstars, like that move where he spun out of the double team, was about to get blocked, and then dumped, you know, double pumped it, and then dunked on. I mean, like that that sequence: steal, dunk, steal, dunk, timeout, steal. That's what superstars do. And and Tatum's going. He's going to be in the Peter League. He will be in the Peter League. He's good right now. He's in Peter League. And dude, that team is scary right now. And they got deep bench. But how long have they been in the postseason? When's the last time they not make the postseason? Uh, Since Brad Stevens, the right? First, no, the <laughs> first year. No, the first year that uh, the first year uh, what's the card left? Doc Rivers. Yeah. That was one time we missed. That's what I'm getting. I mean it. it so I'm trying to say, like the Pels need to get to the point where every year you're a playoff team, you're a second round team, you're, you know, on the cusp of being a conference championship team. Yeah, right? like that final that series. Like, that's where you and need to get to. This is the first time the Western time. Conference is is, is is wide open. And you it, think it's wide open? It's I tell wide. you what, Sunday's going to be very telling because Denver's pretty good. You know, and um, but he don't need to play. Pels win Sunday. I, I may start. I may start serving. Some you know cooling. where I'm, I'm going to be. Saying. You know where I'm going to be for the Pels game Sunday. Oh boy, here we go. Where are you going to be? Front row, court side, court side. All right, roll. Time, time. I'm, I'm not cutting your time. <laughs> Buddy's cutting my time. That's all the time we see have. Fins up. Thank you for tuning us in. We'll see you tomorrow on the Sports Hangover. <laughs>